Hello, Plantation. Welcome to the City of Plantation's podcast. I'm Dr. J, formerly with Plantation Information Radio. Thank you for tuning in. We hope the information provided within the episodes of this podcast help keep you, your family, and your friends safe during this pandemic. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this special episode of the City of Plantation podcast. Today, we're, we're a little off schedule, and the reason why is we're going to talk a little bit about the events that occurred over the weekend. Um, before we get started with that, though, we'd like to introduce a new member of our staff, not really a new member, but a new member of the podcast staff, and that is our Public Affairs Battalion Chief, Carrie Blanchard. Carrie, welcome. Thank you for having me. Terrific. Uh, and Carrie's going to join us on a regular basis, and uh, she's going to be part of the team, and you know, we, we celebrate her being here, so terrific. So for today, what we wanted to do was we wanted to kind of jump on the air a little early and talk about Broward County's curfew order that just came out yesterday. We have with us today, once again, our police chief, uh, Howard Harrison, and we're going to talk to him a little bit about the curfew and, and how it's impacting the city of Plantation. So Carrie, going to turn it over to you to get us started. Good afternoon, Chief. Thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. Can you explain to us what the curfew is? A curfew is meant to uh, keep people off the streets and for everyone's safety. This is for the protection of the public and property. Why is a curfew necessary? Again, uh, to protect the people and property. This prevents uh, criminal activities during a certain time frame as a result of some of these protests and demonstrations, vandalism, the looting. The uh, in in the criminal activity, right? Have we seen any of that here in the city of Plantation so far? No, we we haven't seen it. Uh, but again, these are fluid situations, right? So, so pr- this is predominantly precautionary for absolutely. all the cities in the county. Absolutely. So, who really is impacted by this this curfew? Who you know? Who does it apply to? Who doesn't it apply to? Etc. It applies to everybody. I mean, the, the order is pretty specific, it, except for active duty, police, fire rescue, first responders, and medical health care, utility service personnel, uh, as well as persons. And this is another point here. You're allowed to go from your home to work and from your work to home. There is no stopping off between the two. I mean, we, the goal here is to, to keep people off the streets. And um, the only other provision there is that if you're walking uh, your pet, that you stay within 250 feet of your home. Okay. So those, those are some of the exceptions. So if I work the late shift and I'm coming home at 11 or 12 o'clock at night and I want to stop off at the park and get some push-ups in, that's a no-no. That's a no-no. You want to do what? Okay. Yeah. Not me, <laughs> but in general. Yes. That's a no-no. Okay. And I think that's important to understand is that, you know, this is this is temporary. First of all, this is not a lockdown like we've just been through. And this is because because of the situations that occurred over the weekend. That's correct. Uh, the order is for seven days. So it started last night at, at 9 p.m. It is from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. But at any time, the uh, county administrator can rescind that. Okay. So as it stands right now, though, the order is in effect. And I'm sure all the agencies involved, police, fire, utility, I'm sure everybody's discussing this and analyzing the situation as it goes day by day. And if things seem pretty stable, then there's good possibility or a possibility that 
that it could be rescinded. Sure. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now, of course, um, Ezra asked a, a minute ago, we didn't see any impact here in plantation itself. So it kind of begs the question of why are we affected or why are we impacted or why are we part of this order? Well, these demonstrations, as I said earlier, are fluid and it really has no jurisdictional boundaries. So you can start in one place and they could end up in, in two, three different cities. Very rapidly too. Very rapidly. Right. And again, all those, although these things start out with the best intentions. And again, we're, we're supportive of this. Right. I mean, that's, that's your Absolutely. constitutional right. Freedom right. of speech, freedom of assembly. And, and in this particular situation, I'm all for it. I want the message to get out there. Right. I'm there for your safety. But unfortunately, you have a few bad actors right. that take it beyond what it should be. And that's why, unfortunately, the message doesn't get sent the way it should. Right. Because you're getting these bad actors. They're looting their criminal mischief by spray painting buildings. I mean, this is our city. The, right. All these people come, you're only hurting yourselves. Right. Because what people don't realize is the length of time it takes these businesses uh, or some structures to rebuild. Right. So it, it's, you're, you're hurting yourself. And, and we're really, we're in a rebuilding right now as it is. We're just going into phase one of the COVID recovery. Correct. Many businesses are just struggling right. to survive. Sure. And now we get this setback on top of it. Sure. It, and it's, it's very unfortunate. We start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And then the light gets turned off. Right. And again, it's, uh, I'm all supportive of, of this, the, the statement that needs to be made. Right. Which we're going to ask you about in a little bit because sure. we want, we want to get to that. Yeah. Sure. Chief, if it's needed, how will we enforce it? Well, as we always do. I mean, the, the citizens of plantation are, are phenomenal. We're going to educate. We're going to asking for compliance. Our last resort is going to be an arrest. Right. But make no mistake. That's there. Right. Like we did in the COVID-19 our people were great. The city of Plantation. I was going to say, the residents of Plantation were pretty good. Off yeah. the charts. Thing. Off the charts. I mean, when you look at the amount of people that are in Plantation, and we had no incidents with the COVID-19. Right. Uh, I'm hoping that we're going to get the same return with with what's going on right now. Yeah. I, I, read, I read, and I'm sure other people have, that a lot of the, a lot of the agitators, I'll say, not the peaceful demonstrators, Right. Um, which I think everyone in this room supports. Yes. But the agitators, the individuals who are inciting violence, throwing rocks, bricks, Molotov cocktails, sure. that a lot of them aren't from the cities that they're protesting in. Correct. Is that accurate? That's accurate. Okay. And I, I call the agitators the, the bad actors. Right, right. And they're strictly there to cause this turmoil. Right. Because the majority of these uh, individuals are doing the right thing. Right. And well within their rights to do that. Right. What shuts it down is when you get into the criminal aspect. Right. And it, and it spoils it for everybody. Yeah. And, and as we said, that kind of overshadows the message because most of the protests that we saw were well, well within constraint and, you know, well-managed and certainly their, their message was being driven well. Um, mm -hmm. But then, as you said, as it got later, these, People, these agitators or actors showed up from we don't even know where right. um, and just incited everything. Right. 
and, and I'm, I'm going to offer a, a thought, and that's kind of why we have to be prepared in plantation, because as good as plantation residents are, they could have a peaceful demonstration, as we said, that we all support, and then all of a sudden these people show up and we've got a problem. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've reminded our officers that um, of, of all our protective measures, our training, communication skills, and again, communication skills goes a long way. Sure. Not that I can r- remind you, but not only are we internationally accredited, but we're state accredited as well. Right. So our policies, general orders are always out there for review. Practice what you preach. Right. And vetted on a regular basis, that right? That is correct. In keeping with the highest standards in the industry. Right. right. Yeah. We just uh, recently got uh, reaccredited in our state accreditation, and we were uh, we were found to be Excelsior. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. So, Excellent. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. So, Chief, I know you can't really go into details, but can you tell us a little bit about what we're doing to keep our officers safe who are out there and who potentially may run into these type of situations? Yes, not getting into the, the, the tactical part of these things. Of course. But we're constantly reminding our officers of protocols, communications, reminding them of their training. Right. And again, there, there has been some or quite a few measures to put in play as we speak to maintain that, that safety. Okay, good. Very good. And we've seen, we actually watched, I guess, uh, Saturday night what happened in Miami. And then, of course, Sunday subsequently what happened both in Miami and Fort Lauderdale. And in just one day, we saw a tremendous change in tactics. And, and again, not getting into the tactics, but maybe you can just touch on what are some of the things that we're going to see done differently uh, as we move forward should we face any of these situations. Well, the, the bottom line here, the number one priority is compliance. Right. You're, you're following a crowd. We're there for their safety. Sure. But when the, the crowd gets unruly and starts splintering, uh, divide and conquer, Yep. it causes more police, uh, more personnel. Right. So these are all things that we prepare for, and uh, it's unfortunate it even gets to that point. Sure. But we're really there for the protesters' protection to make sure that it's a uh, – it's a lawful assembly. Right. Everybody's, uh, you know, safe and secure. And at the same time, we're there to protect the properties as well. Right. And again. Yeah, because those being angry at this situation, which I, I believe a lot of Americans are, mm-hmm. it transcends every category. I mean, Americans are outraged at this situation. Sure. Being violent and destroying other people's property especially after we've been on this lockdown and businesses are just starting to open their shutters, right? That's the distinction. Like go forth, be angry, be frustrated, get the message out there because I think everyone at this table supports that. Absolutely. But don't destroy other people's property or businesses who may be 10 feet away from you marching in the very same March, right? right? What purpose does that serve? Correct. Other than the destruction that it's going to cause the pain, suffering, right. and, and the money that it's going to take to, to bring the property back. Up. And it's so, the wrong message, right? You lose the appeal absolutely, to make change come about when you utilize means that are destructive to the very same individuals you claim to care about, right? Correct. In our society. So, so Chief, it, kind of closing it up a little bit, I know this is a little controversial. There's been a lot of discussion about it. Sure. But as a police chief with 
I won't give your age away, but you've been in law enforcement <laughs> been lo- around a little longer bit. than some people have been alive. Right. Probably well, some of your officers. <laughs> 36 years. So how did this situation make you feel as a police chief? Well, the, you're referring to the, uh, the incident in Minneapolis. Correct. And listen, my heart goes out to George Floyd, Floyd and, and uh, his family. What was done was wrong, plain and simple. There was no purpose in what they they did there. We don't we don't practice we don't train our officers in that fashion. Right. It, it's just it's a crying shame that that it happened. But when you look at this, you know, universally, there's so much good being done in law enforcement. Yeah. So much good, and I, I think we stepped up to the plate here during the COVID nineteen uh, the pandemic. Right. Everything we could do for the community, we were doing. Right. Going above and beyond. And again, I've always said this, you can do a thousand good things. Yeah. And it only takes one bad incident to bring all that uh, back under scrutiny. Right. And that's what's happened here. Right. Uh, although it's thousands of miles away. Correct. Um, you know, it, it gives... It puts a shadow over the en- entire law enforcement profession. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so let me ask you this: with with that perspective, and knowing that ninety nine point nine percent of the police officers out there across the country are good people doing the job for the right reasons, when you sit down with your officers after something like this, what do you say to them? How do you talk to them? Well, they get it. They know what was right, what's wrong. There's absolutely no. You, you can't justify what happened. Absolutely no way right. you can justify that. And those officers that were standing by, shame on them. Right. Shame on them. And I think that's a big part of the conversation. It's not just the fact that the officer who detained Mr. Floyd utilized an unacceptable method, but that none of the other officers went over and said, even casually, hey, bro, you know, enough. Ease up. We, we got this. Yeah. We got this. This is good. And I think that's what's making so many Americans concerned, right? My own family. They looked at it. Right. It's like, and my daughters, you know, dad, what's that all about? Right. And I had to tell them, honey, I, I can't explain it. Right. It, it's, it, that's just, uh, that is horrendous police work. Right. Horrendous. And, and, and I think what was interesting in contrast, you know, over the last couple of days, we saw officers by the dozens who were taunted and, and threatened and, and had things thrown at them, and yet they they held themselves in, in high order. I mean, they were just incredible, the restraint and the patience that they showed under some of the worst of conditions. That's what you're trained for. Yeah. Well, yeah. who was the sheriff? I, I saw a sheriff who took his helmet off, took his vest off, uh, well, his outer vest at least, and joined the marchers and because he said what what can i do for you as as, i want to say it was in michigan so what can i do for you what can i do to facilitate this for you and the atlanta police chief also she stepped out in the crowd and and talked to people they said march with us so he took all his gear and he said let's go right and they chanted the whole way marching with us right like that's that's what it's all about right absolutely yeah yeah there's it's it's very clear What's right is right, what wrong is wrong. Yeah. And you can't you can't sugarcoat that. Right. What happened to Mr. Floyd is wrong. Right. And I don't know of a, a, another agency in this county that would say otherwise. Right. And believe me, we're on the phone 
all the time, yeah. especially during this time. I spoke to all the chiefs, and uh, it, it, we're, we're in unison. Good. good. That's good to good. hear. Good. Chief, what are we asking from the public or the residents of the city of Plantation? Again, compliance and, and, and cooperation. That's the key. Uh, we support everyone, everyone's constitutional rights, uh, freedom of speech. However, we're also here to keep the peace and protect in, in the safety of, of everyone and, pro and the property. So if there's a message for me to, to send out there, it's to, we're here for you, we're there with you, but there's rules that we still have to abide by. Right. And listen, you want to you wanna do a protest, we'll be there and, and make sure that we're, we're guiding you whichever direction you want to go. We're there for your safety. We're making sure the cars aren't coming into to traffic with the walkers. But at the same time, we're going to be there protecting right. everyone's property along the way too. Ultimately, the same message, because you've been on our show a lot. Sure. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, the same message. Be patient with each other. Yep. Exercise some civility. Follow the rules. But get out there. Have your voices heard. Sure. Have the message sent out. But just be civil. Right. right. Absolutely. And as long as you don't have the, uh, the agitators or the, the bad actors is what I call them. Right. Hopefully the message gets out, but it gets blurred when you, when you have that mix. Yeah, of course. And it's so unfortunate. Yep. It's so unfortunate. So Chief Harrison, thank you so much again for being here with us. Uh, we know it's been a, a rough ride for the last few months. Sure. Um, you know, when I want to quote farmers insurance, their commercials, which say now, you know, we're ready for, we'll be ready for the next thing. Um, <laughs> hopefully the next thing will be a little bit of daylight and a little bit of sunshine for all of us. Um, so again, thank you. Thank you for leading. Thank you for, you know, taking, taking the bull by the horns, as they say, and, and really stepping out and showing some leadership skills through all this crisis. We really, really do appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you very much for, for inviting me over here today. Thanks, Chief. So just a couple of quick program notes before we close. Um, on June 10th, uh, we're going to be taking our podcast out on the street. Where we'll be joining the Plantation Chamber of Commerce at their June luncheon. And we're going to be chatting with some of the businesses out there and talk about uh, what they've been through and how they're planning on recovering as we move forward. So I look forward to that coming up. Uh, also, our, we're trying to get for our next podcast – uh, one of the uh, local bankers in here to talk about some of the recovery services that are available for the businesses in the city. So stay tuned and don't forget, send your questions to askcityhall at plantation.org. And with that, thank you all for listening. You've been listening to the City of Plantation podcast. Here in Plantation, we're working hard to bring you the latest, most accurate information available about the coronavirus pandemic. Remember, if you have specific questions, you can email them to askcityhall at plantation.org. Don't forget to visit the COVID-19 page on our website and register for Everbridge for up-to-the-minute changes regarding the outbreak. We want to thank you for tuning in and taking the time to listen to the experts about how to keep yourselves, your family, and your business safe and healthy during the crisis. And don't forget to wash your hands, cover your cough, and maintain a safe distance.